0: Classic banger start to the second oh, yeah! Ben doesn't know how to use technology, just discovering what Twitter spaces are. Not just discovering, a <laughs> I'm just discovering how to, hey, I don't say
1: you start the Twitter space stuff, nah, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's cause, it's cause I'm putting on for
0: of the team. It's because my 850 uh, Twitter followers, you know, have given me that clout. But regardless, it's Ben Bing Bong Barleton, it's Matthias Byron Wildman coming at you, obviously our classic friday 11 a.m hour that we hmm. always do a podcast at hope you got your coffee ben and i are already on probably cups number two and three respectively i'm on a on a large panera beam jonathan oh boy oh you're really pulling out the stops today That's... well yo
1: have you seen the uh you know about the sip club from panera uh the sip
0: club i'm, I'm not i Club. Familiar. yeah yeah i'm not familiar all right
1: so i had seen it there's a panera like right near the right near the stadiums so, like normally i would go there before the, beforehand to get a coffee uh-huh. Uh, and I always saw this thing I was like on the counter, like, join our sip club, like $11 a month, like unlimited coffee, tea, lemonades. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, it, there's got to be a catch. There's got to be something. Of course. No, it's just 11 bucks a month, and I can get as much coffee as there's like a two-hour cool-down period, but yeah, I can literally just go in every two hours and get a free coffee.
0: It's kind of huh. tight. You said there's a two-hour yeah. cool-down period?
1: Yeah, but like, I mean... Even on my like fiendiest of coffee fiend days, like I'm probably not getting like two large coffees in two hours. Yeah, I would hope not. And you know what? If I really, really needed it, I would just go buy another coffee. But normally, I can get through without having to
0: pay for coffee for the day. It's eleven bucks a month. Like, come on.
1: That's yeah, and value.
0: honestly. Yeah, honestly, and like, I mean, how? I'll ask an important question: How good is Panera's coffee? Because it's been a while for me. Not very. Okay, but is it like a choice? But it's coffee. You know, it's like.
1: If I want, like, a good coffee, there are options here in the beautiful city of Winston-Salem for me to go get, like, a good coffee.
0: Honestly, you're, you're being sarcastic, but I, I feel like there are some good options. No, there uh, that was actually the, the beautiful city <laughs> Okay, was sarcastic. There, is a, there are
1: actually a couple of really good, nice coffee shops that I've been going to. Okay. So, yeah, everyone, if anyone wants to come down to Winston-Salem, by everyone, I'm talking to literally Matthias right now. <laughs> uh Go on down, I'll take you to some good coffee
0: shops. Yeah, you'll, you'll take me to some Panera coffee. I appreciate it, Ben. No,
1: nah, we're gonna, we're gonna footnote. Come on, oh, okay, Jordan. Footnote, anyway, Jordan, um, as you're
0: listening, go on down. Uh, all right, so as much as everyone would love to hear us just ramble on about coffee, I should probably jump into some things. There's you know, we're, we're kind of reaching that, that spot in the, uh, in the summer where. I mean, literally like everyone is just either on break or kind of slowing down. I mean, the WNBA was literally on the all-star break. MLB is going towards that in the next week. Uh, basketball had the excitement of, you know, summer league was going on, but that's kind of starting to wind down now. Football, this is really the only time where football is just like, there's, there's, really there's no news really. I yeah, saw literally
1: before we started the Twitter space, I saw like a, uh, Schefter retweet about like the Orlando Brown situation. I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. cool. I I really care. That's awesome.
0: met Mitchell Schwartz retired yesterday. Happy trails, I guess. You know, yep, Mitchell. True. True. That's really that's really all there is. Um, it,
1: but I mean, for two baseball fans like you and me, fun, especially two uh, New York baseball
0: fans. And, and I'll say, you know, as fans of the two best baseball teams in the league, it's pretty fun. Yeah, that that is a correct statement. I think you could be a little bit more
1: descriptive as to which which side we each fall on. There's one one of us is a fan of the best team in
0: baseball. The other one's a Mets fan. But oh, we'll we'll, we'll get into it because there's a little bit of concern on one side, and it's there is a, no there is no concern. All right, on, well, on we'll side. we'll start. I know we had uh we had the Mets first on our rundown because they are the more important team, but. I mean, while we're here, definitely those, not because
1: you started the rundown this week. Yeah, it's yeah. certainly not the
0: case. Anyway, anyway, you know, uh, the victors write history, but whatever or whatever, however the fuck that phrase goes. But anyway, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. History is written by the victors. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't read. Um, <laughs> but I mean, last time. So, Ben, also, you're so last time. Last time yes. we talked, the sky would kind of seem like it was falling on the Mets and in a very like you're still a good team, but you just, you know, lost four games to the Astros. This is a litmus test. You know, you had, you would split with the Dodgers, beat the Padres in a series, you know, you did really well on a West coast trip, but now you're here against the Astros and you kind of falter. So it's kind of a litmus test on the other side the Yankees were rolling and things have kind of reversed. Obviously that's being a little dramatic. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll start, we'll start on the Yankee side. Things were, Completely peachy um, until you played the Reds, and I know uh, we've had this conversation. The Mets played the Reds in a series last week, and there was just something kind of weird about that team. It's like a classic; they're very bad, but not bad enough that it's not not a trap game. And I mean, they're not.
1: I feel like the Reds are still somewhat getting the reputation for like three and 24 start or whatever yeah. the hell it was Been about season. a
0: 500 team since literally you
1: took literally took the words out on my mouth the Reds have been playing like slightly sub 500 balls the last couple of months they're not a terrible team like they're no one's gonna sit here and tell you the Reds are like a dark horse to like sneak into the playoffs
0: <laughs> they're no ass they're no role uh Orioles I mean Andrew. No, Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles are over 500 right now. Don't look now. Hey, they're, they're a top five team in the ALEs. That's all I'm saying. You are
1: correct. <laughs> but uh, look, the Yankees are on pace to have the most wins in Major League history. And like they've had a little skid. It happens. Like if you win 116 games, which is what the Yankees were on pace to win at one point, that means you don't hit like any rough spot whatsoever. Like you just cruise all year long. And quite frankly, do you know who won the 116 games of the regular season off the top of your head? Who won 116 games? I'm going to go with the Yankees. No, it was the one Seattle Mariners. You know who didn't win the
0: World Series that year? <laughs> was it the one Seattle Mariners? The 0-1 Seattle Mariners did not win the World Series that year. Oh, the so team I'm- that is the team is notorious for a playoff drought, you mean? Yeah. Point being, yeah, the Yankees have hit a little bit of a skid. Uh,
1: Clay Holmes had his literally his first bad appearance of the season. Or first, first two bad appearances. He nah, just said nah. like shit against the Red Sox. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's last week. We don't need to talk about that. All right. Uh, he got lit up. Like, there's there's really no – there's really nothing to say about it. Like, Clay Holmes has been the best reliever in baseball this year. He His ground ball rate is, like, 10 points higher than Zach Britton's ground ball we're, rate. We're not he,
0: including closers, I'm assuming, in that category. Clay Holmes is a closer. Okay, so we're not talking Edwin Diaz being the – Best reliever in baseball. He's one of the two best relievers in baseball. I, you know, you're not, not going to include the guy even in the conversation that has literally struck out 54 of the batters he's faced. Clay Holmes is allowing like 85 ground balls, regardless. regardless. Point being,
1: Clay Holmes has been disgusting all year mm-hmm. long, and he finally has hit a little bit of a slide. Like you know, he had allowed? He went what like 33 and two thirds innings without allowing a run a couple months ago. Like he. He's gotten hit around a little bit. He has said himself his command just like hasn't been quite as sharp as it was earlier in the year. But I mean, you put, you know, pulse check on the Yankees in here. What's the concern level? None, non-existent.
0: So like There's zero, zero to, okay. So uh, this, is a, this zero, is a two-part question. Zero. Okay. So a two-part question, concern level right now. Cause you mentioned, I mean, you guys have lost four or five kind of, I don't know. Limping is a little dramatic into the all-star stretch. We lost Two to the Red Sox back to back, one of those was a walk off, yeah. Um, and like the Red Sox are a good team, you know. Like, you uh, Red Sox up, have actually lost six straight since that series, but that is true, that is true. They have been kind of just getting tossed around by the Rays, it's um, pretty but, fun, but all in all, they're not a bad team, no. They're, um, not. and uh, and then you know, like you sure, said, they're, uh, they're better than the Reds, That that is factually correct. Um, and then you lose you know, two of three to the reds, which is not great. So right now you're saying your concern level zero to 10 is literally zero, literally zero. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you second part question, because obviously trade deadline is right around the corner. Does this stretch of five games change your level of concern or at least your level of urgency going into the trade deadline? I guess it changes the level of urgency to a certain point. I mean, especially well, – well, it's not even
1: the recent play. Severino going down with a shoulder issue that he has had in the – or a lat – was it a lat or a shoulder? It was a lat. It was a lat. Was it was Severino a going mild, down with,
0: mild lat.
1: Yeah. That's been an issue for Severino in the past, and so that just kind of further emphasizes the fact that we need another starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. It just happens to see Luis Castillo go nuts at Yankee <laughs>
0: Stadium. I was, I was good <laughs> I, to think. I saw Makes a lot of people, well, I saw a lot of people say this is a fantastic audition for Luis Castillo. And like as someone who you know, I can't really stand on this on this platform anymore because now that Steve Cohen is our owner and we're willing to spend as much money as possible, I'm like, all right, yeah, fuck it. But as someone who like Every, every fan in baseball, except for like the Dodgers hates the Yankees. Cause they're like, Oh, every year at the trade deadline, like, Oh, we're going to get these, these, and these players. We're just going to get fucking everyone available. That is a, that's it an is old narrative funny. at this point
1: though. Like that's really not fair. the way the Yankees have operated the last six, fair. seven years. I'll, I'll give
0: you that. But it is, it is funny that literally like increasingly over the last week, you guys have been linked to Luis Castillo, who is like, please get that man out of Cincinnati. First of all. um, And he, I mean, he was, he was fantastic. Well, Castillo has
1: been the guy for like two straight trade deadlines. Now about to be a third, yeah. but I was like, Oh my God, like you got to get Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. The simple fact that he hasn't been traded yet indicates to me that the reds have a truly like absurd asking price for him, which they should. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly talented left-handed starter under club control for another year. Like, yeah, he's going to get a haul in return. And that, that's where it gets a little bit iffy. because It's just like, well, how much is any how much are the Yank from a Yankees perspective? How much what type of prospect cost are we willing to take or to give out to acquire Castillo? And I don't know, I don't know what that what that would look like, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, the Yankees should obviously be in win now mode. Like this is the best team they've had probably in my lifetime, being perfectly honest with you. Like I haven't seen a team this good since the 09 team that won it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last year the team sucked. The year before that the team was good and lost a tough series. It sucked. They sucked last year. They were terrible. They did. I'm not wrong.
0: You're a joke.
1: Point being, yes, the Yankees definitely need another starting pitcher. Another reliever can never hurt, honestly. I mean, we have like a Chapman figuring out how to pitch again is almost like a built in trade deadline move. Like he's been relegated to just mop up duty lately and he hasn't even looked good doing that.
0: So, yeah, he really hasn't. Honestly, he, he just came off the IL. You know, it's worth. He came off the IL. But he didn't look good before the IL either. Yeah, he did not look good against the Red Sox. Now is his second or third outing, and it is, it is literally like there's there's a club, and I'm not saying this is exclusive to just these three pitchers, but it's funny that it was it's the Miguel Castro and and Joely Rodriguez club where it's like they have great stuff, and if they're on, they're fantastic, but for the life of them, sometimes they cannot find the fucking strike zone. No, and I mean, like that's chapman is very much falling into that club right now i mean he's if you think about it like five six years ago chapman was consistently throwing what 101 102 you're like damn this like no one like no one wanted to face this guy because he was just fucking is the best closer in baseball and now throwing 101 is not an oddity like that is no <laughs> like you have starting pitchers who do that now like and the thing with chapman has always been like Yes, he throws
1: 101, 102, but then you throw the slider into that. And then after the last two years, he's out of the splitter. I mean, when he's got all three of those pitchers working at even like 70%, he's unhittable because you can't you can't sit on the splitter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally have to – like, as a hitter, you have to ignore the splitter. And if he's throwing that for strikes, you're fucked. Like, it's really that simple.
0: The problem has been that he's not been throwing it. He's not it. throwing he it. Well, strikes. he's not even throwing it right now. He's just throwing fastball slider these days. Um, so – I'll ask you because I, I find it interesting that you obviously Castillo is the most relevant because this was literally last night that he pitched against you guys. Um, and he's been the guy for like three yeah, years. Yeah, like sure, 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 sure. sure. Um, but in, in terms of where would you rank, you know, your, your need for the trade deadline, because now Tyone has kind of struggled. What do you for, mean? I'll, I'll get to my point. Okay. Uh, Ty, Tyone has struggled for like four straight starts. We talked yeah. about Cortez kind of blowing by his, you know, the, the innings that you would want a starting pitcher to throw it was top three in your rotation. Um you know, it well, you know struck- he honestly
1: looked great his last time yeah. out
0: but it looked he looked good last night again. Um so where would you rank need between starting pitcher probably left fielder uh, Add left
1: field <laughs> is the number one priority uh,
0: and and reliever because you know like you, you you put some numbers in here on joey gallo uh, i'll let you read them if you want but he has been so bad like his yes he's slugging, i think he's slugging like 500 on the Lower. season Low, i
1: think it's like four something
0: that is that is terrible joey gallo's bad
1: like there is no sugar coating it at, joey gallo's having a terrible point, season
0: at some point like it, it has gone past okay we gave up a lot for joey gallo we kind of have to play right. him Okay. Okay. We gave up. We gave up. He traded for Joey Gallo. Yes, he traded for Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know he's a boomer bus player. You know what he was going to get, um, right? Huh? Uh, deep nice. cut there with nice. bus. Um, you know what you were going to get from him, but at this point, it's become okay. We need to attach a prospect to him to get someone who could literally contribute anything positive in left field. Like, I mean, the number you're
1: referencing here. I saw this from obviously John Boy on Twitter. Of course. Uh, on the friend last the pod, what friend of close personal friend of the pod, the last 129 pitches in the strike zone. And now, this was I think before last night, so you know, the numbers have probably changed ever so slightly. The last 129 pitches in the zone, Joey Gallo has four hits.
0: That's really bad. That's
1: an 031 batting average <laughs> 0.031. <laughs> like, oh. it, it's a mirror. He walked last night in the ninth inning after, the, after Matt Carpenter's home run or uh-huh. before the, no, he walked ahead of Carpenter and then he was on when Carpenter hit the bomb. Just throw batting practice to him. Like literally just throw, throw fastballs in the zone. He won't hit it. He literally will not hit it.
0: It's like impressively bad, honestly. Yeah. And, and the like, thing is
1: like, despite like, this has always been the type of, not this level of, I and mean, honestly, I wouldn't even call Joey Gallo streaky at this point. I would just call it bad. Yeah. Joey Gallo was always streaky in Texas, but you looked at his like, you know, cumulative numbers. He had an OPS plus over 100. He had a WRC plus over 100. Like, was statistically an above-league average hitter with elite power numbers. Mm-hmm. That has all completely gone out the window. Like, if we... He, Gallo's got to go. Like, it's yeah. really that simple. Like, I don't care. Well, I do care what we give up to get rid of him. But, like, the thing is, it wouldn't... Well, yeah, be careful with your words. is uh. <laughs> the best team in baseball with Joey Gallo as an everyday player. I and mean, that's just a, a complete hole in the lineup. And I mean, if you can, if Aaron Hicks has remembered how to hit and he was on a brutal stretch to start the season, but he's hitting 270 since like June 1st, I think I saw with his usual like solid defense in left field. You know, we don't need him to be our everyday center fielder because that's Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge, which is pretty cool. Stanton in a bit of a slide right now as well. I mean, the Yankees as a whole are just kind of scuffling right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That'll happen. Judge is hitting like a buck 80 over his last 15, 16 games or something like that. That, I, that's baseball like that that happens throughout the course of the season
0: and uh, you know as uh as as charlie day once said in always sunny <laughs> that's baseball baby it um, is like it's it's really that simple i mean if we can
1: the one other thing i would love to see from the yankees is a potential ikf replacement he's been not great at short that actually the bat has come around lately which has been a nice surprise but he leads the league with 11 errors made and it's like Aaron Boone made a point a couple of nights ago. He's like, ah, like you look at some of those errors. They're like, they're tough, like borderline calls, but like happen to go down as errors. Like, yeah, sure. Take off like three errors. Still is not playing the shortstop that I think the Yankees would like to see. Now, whether they go outside the system and make a trade or they promote uh, Oswald, per, there's Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera. Fuck, now I'm getting them mixed up.
0: That's tough. Regardless, the, the um, Yankees triple A shortstop, I think, deserves a shot at this point. Regardless, though, an IKF upgrade is pretty far down. Oswald here. Peraza. I'd, I'd say an IKF an IKF uh, promotion or, or upgrade is pretty far down your your totem pole for what you want. It is. I'm just saying if if I could, you know, snap my fingers and get everything I wanted, it would be on the list. Sure. But you can't um, just some last numbers on Joey Gallo before we move on to the Mets. Um, so right now. This is, this is a Lindsey Adler article, of course. A shout clean. out. Um, he's hitting 164 this season, a, a 332 slugging percentage. Um, he's now played 131 games for the Yankees. .332 slugging. Yeah, .332 slugging. That's a slugging percentage that starts with three yes. for Joey Gallo. Yes, that's very bad. Not good. Um, not good. Um, so in 500 played appearances for the Yankees, he has a 662 OPS with 23 home runs. Uh, his OPS plus is 14% points under the league average. Like you've mentioned, you knew what you're going to get from him in Texas, but in Texas, 833 OPS, 116 OPS plus like cumulatively still a good hitter.
1: Yeah. still an above league average hitter And this year, he is just not even league average. He's bad. Uh, to over, to go to the sun. I don't give a shit.
0: Jesus. Shout out to land Suns. Um, <laughs> flipping over to the best. Suns are having area. a tough summer. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's new? you guys were having a. You we were solid last no, year. You were very good to start and then completely fell off a cliff. So I'm repping the gang today too. Just like, yeah, you're repping the league. What are you talking about? Nah, that's part a, of the gang. You're just a fan of the league. Um. Anyway, uh, let's move over to yeah. the best team in baseball, the best team in New York. That's the New York Mets, of course. Um, that's, uh, we, that's one, we, one way to look at it. We, we we kind of we kind of talked about this last time, and we we mentioned it before how is they kind of failed that. In quotes, failed the litmus test. Like the Astros are. Well, I mean, you go 0 4 against against like a legitimate World Series competitor. I wouldn't call that a pass. Yes. And like, you know, this is, you're you're facing a top four team. I think pretty clearly the top four teams in the league in no order are the Yankees, Astros, Mets, and Dodgers. Agree or disagree? Do you not throw the Braves in there making a top five right now? Uh, Probably not. I probably do not throw them in. The, The Mets, and I'll explain why. The Mets literally just took two of three from Atlanta in Atlanta without two all stars in our lineup and without our ace. Like,
1: I mean, to take your own stat off the rundown, they're playing a 750 ball in the last 40 games. Like,
0: sure, sure. Just saying, as of right now, I'm not putting Atlanta in that top five. And I'm not saying there's a, a cataclysmic. Well, okay. Are you saying
1: fall off? Are you, yeah, that's what I was going to get to is are you saying they yeah. are outside the upper echelon
0: or are you just? Think that they're just not number five. Um, no, I think they're number five, I'm but they're saying. outside. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying to this point, it's kind of been a, a 1A group, and then they'd fall in 1B, right? Well, I mean, them. biases
1: aside, the Yankees have been the best team in baseball all season. Like, I would say there's a gap sure. from the Yankees to
0: the next team, yeah, but you are currently imploding, so yeah, imploding. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right. uh, I got him, I got him on a hook, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but look, I mean, since then the Mets have just taken care of business and, and literally that's, that's Taking all. Care of business. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you, Ben uh, five and three against Miami, two of three against the Rangers and the Reds and against the Braves again, without Jeff McNeil, without Starling Marte, yep. no Jacob deGrom. Um, and they led for the majority of that game that they ended up losing. Uh, and they just shellacked the Cubs last night, but that doesn't really, the Cubs are you know. bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, the reason I'm saying, like the the Mets I would be surprised and actually no surprise isn't the right word considering what this club has done to me in the past um but the Mets should win the NL East uh Atlanta literally has made historically the biggest NL turnaround in the first half of of history and the
1: Perfect. crazy thing is we've never seen the
0: Braves do that before well even when they did it last year it wasn't a first half turnaround it was a second half turnaround i'm, I'm just kind of busting your balls there but It was them. The Nationals also did in the second half. Like, they just, to to grab some numbers, April and May, they were 23 and 27. Obviously, Acuna was coming back from a torn ACL, trying to figure shit out. Um, Fucking Strider has been fantastic for them. Fucking with his porno mustache and everything. (laughs) April and May, they're 30 and 10, including their win last night. They're 31 and 10. Like, they have been fantastic. Um, That being said, they have played some pretty bad teams. Like, their strength of schedule has not been great. Um, you can
1: only beat the teams that are put in front of you.
0: Absolutely. that. But that is the only reason why I'm putting them outside of that top four. And it's not like okay, they haven't fair. beaten – It's not like they haven't not beaten good teams. I mean, I would have said that, you know, them destroying the Cardinals is really impressive, but the Cardinals might be really bad. Um, who knows? The Cardinals are tough to read on this year, honestly. Yeah. They, it's kind of just been all over the place. Um, but they, they have played the Nationals – quite a bit to this point again and it, it's still too early for me to jump to a definitive conclusion just because the Mets and the Astros uh, the Mets and the Braves still have to play I think 19 games in the second Wow! Half. like they, they these are the first couple games they have played against each other if I'm not mistaken like they the Alba schedule is fucking weird it we I mean we've played Miami eight times over the last three weeks. So there, I mean, it, it has seemed like the tigers and guardians have literally played each other like every day for the last two weeks. I, I, I feel like every time I go to bet on a game, I just see them playing and I'm like, all right, I guess they're playing again. Cool. No problem. Sure. We're doing this again. Um, I'm not concerned about the Mets right now. And if anything, it just continues to be encouraging. I think we've, we've reached a point where even if you're a doubter and a hater, like you got to admit, like the Mets are, the Mets are a good fucking team. They're a very good team. They're a top five. They're still missing their best pitcher. Like, yeah, they're top five and they're definitely not number five at the bare minimum. And you're still missing your best pitcher. I feel like all jokes aside, you do have
1: to factor in like a certain level of like LOL Mets to the equation. In all
0: seriousness, like, of course, you always have to, you know,
1: they haven't they haven't quite hurt themselves yet the way that they normally do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's still time. There's still plenty of time for the Mets to make a fool of themselves.
0: I will say there's plenty of time, but counterpoint. LOL Mets usually would have happened by now. There's always there's always the June. There's always the June swoon for the Mets. They always suck ass in June. And they simply did not suck ass in June. And that was when they had a huge West Coast strip, which is like, all right, this is the perfect opportunity. You're playing you're playing Padres, Dodgers, Padres again, and Angels all in a row. The Angels the West are West hot Coast ass. Sports. but Yes, they're hot ass. But this was at the very beginning of their losing streak. They had only lost five in a row at this point. So they weren't. Holy- yeah, they weren't stinking pile of shit yet. They were just like, okay, I, I might have to go to the bathroom. I just had Panera coffee. Like, that's, that's what they were at that time. It was
1: oddly specific.
0: Yeah, it's topical, you know. Um, like, there have been plenty of... The only thing I'll say... Look, would I be surprised if the Mets just absolutely shit the bed again? Like, No, I can't no say, one would I, be surprised. I, I can't say I would be. However, when they have shit the bed in the past... It's been at opportunities that have already passed. Like no Degrom, and it's not exactly like they've been rushing him back, right? Then Scherzer got hurt. Like all right, this guy is fucking falling. Marte's gotten hurt a couple of times. Half of our fucking team has gone on the paternity list over the last couple of weeks. We have hey, good for had- them. Good for them. Well, it's funny. So it was someone was like, why the fuck is everyone on the Mets going on the paternity list at the same time? And then someone went back, you know, well, nine, yeah, well, months, was nine months ago, nine months ago is right about when the Mets started really slumping at the end of the season and got eliminated. From playoff <laughs> <contention>. what, <laughs> the fuck, what else are you going to do with your time? To be fair. Oh my God. That Lugo Peterson and McNeil. have all gone the paternity list recently. Um, hey, congrats to them. Yeah. Congratulations guys. Uh, James McCann has been bad, but he's been hurt for the majority of the first half. All I'm saying is it possible the Mets have an LOL Mets moment? Sure. Certainly. Seasons past though, it probably would have happened. Also, I stand corrected. The Mets took two of three earlier this season against the Braves. This is the second time they played them. Wow. Now. They've now nice. taken four of six from the Braves. Makes you think. Um Going to trade deadline stuff though.
1: You've got, you got a real interesting name at the top of your trade target list here. You're saying Wilson
0: Contreras should be the Mets' number one target at the deadline? I, I should have specified. I listed a couple names on there. Those have been the biggest names I've been talked about in general. I am not putting at the top. Okay. I However, he is the best name available. He is, but Francisco best
1: Alvarez is also like presumably yes. that
0: guy. Yes. Like, are you going to
1: give up a haul to get Contreras for a year?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is Contreras is a free agent. Alvarez could be like problem.
1: Alvarez could DH for you guys in September. If not outright, just take the starting catcher's job.
0: Yeah, well, I the Mets have said they are not they're not putting Alvarez behind the plate. I mean, he's he's literally, dude, he is literally 19 years old, and he's the number one prospect in baseball. Well, technically, too.
1: Riley Green can Riley Green is in the bigs. Like, yeah, that, that, that should not count, right? Like, well. <laughs> It's so, I, it's so dumb. Like they, they, they include guys on the prospect list who are just like everyday starters in baseball.
0: Yeah. Like it's not
1: and like they're not, well, no,
0: they, they've mostly, they've mostly removed it. Well, At they least, just,
1: they took yeah. like Adley Grayson or Tulio Rodriguez, yeah. like off the list, but now like Riley Green just plays for the Reds every day. Like not the Reds or not the Reds. Jesus Christ.
0: You're thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of Hunter Green. Yeah. You're thinking of Hunter Green. This is, he's on the Tigers. Yeah. It's not all fucked up. Yes. Tigers. Um, yeah, that is I mean, nice. that is honestly the problem with Wilson Contreras um, is that, you know, he's done after a year and like he is very good and would take quite a few pieces to get him
1: hey, um, from uh, Oviedo. Nice.
0: What? Never mind. Go on. From Oviedo. Yeah. Shut up. Um, My hometown. Oh, ah, interesting. Never knew that. Um, Contreras is probably not the guy they're going to try to get. Um, Which well, doesn't make any sense. Like you're not going to give up. Yeah.
1: You're not going to you're not going to pay a premium for a guy who plays the same position as your number one overall prospect.
0: Yeah. Um, it would end up probably being a DH bat. Um, it's a DH bat and it's gotta be a high leverage bullpen arm because the, the be Mets a,
1: need bullpen help.
0: And like, if you look all in all the Mets bullpen has been good, especially when you consider that our best long reliever is Trevor Williams. And, He's been a regular starter. He's been in our rotation the first half because DeGrom was hurt and then Scherzer was hurt. So he had to be a starter every fourth day. And Trevor Williams has not been terrible as a starter. Like he was, no. he, and he's been a, he was been a ran, he was a random throw in in the hobby bias trade. Like that well, is such the a point random is, piece of, do you feel out. good
1: about a Trevor Williams
0: pitching a high leverage? Like,
1: all right, outside of well, Edwin Diaz, who do you want in a big inning late?
0: Well, that's the thing. That's that's why I look at the Mets bullpen need as more of a one high leverage arm than overall we need pen help, right? Like there are there are teams like the Astros need should realistically get a lefty arm in the pen. They have literally one lefty yeah. in their pen, but all the righties are gross against lefties for some reason. I think they're just good. <laughs> yes, they are just good. Um I mean, the like out of Vino and laugh all you want. Adovino has an ERA I would, under I, three. I would, I would
1: never clown a Brooklyn
0: native like that. Fair. Adovino has an ERA under three. Seth Lugo has not been good. Um, Adonis Medina has been good, but he's young. I don't know if I'm ready to take and that leap. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. again,
1: Edwin Diaz has been lights out, but uh-huh. – Outside of Edwin Diaz, there's no one in the Mets' bullpen that personally I would feel particularly confident about like late
0: in a playoff game. That's So that's the point, is that if the Mets need to go into their pen in the fifth inning, I have all the confidence in the world that they can make it to the seventh, maybe to the eighth. And I'm fine with what happens in the ninth with Edwin Diaz. But what happens literally in in, innings seven and eight is – maybe going to be the Mets downfall because not to
1: mention like you guys presumably will have to like lean on Edwin being in a tight division race throughout the rest of the season. Like he's going to get his innings in and then we've seen it. It was that happening with the Yankees last year with Chapman towards the end of the season. Like the Yankees had to ride Chapman so much towards the end of the year. Then he kind of, I said what I said, they had to ride Chapman (laughs) a whole lot towards the end of the season. And then you start throwing Chad green who forgot how to pitch. And then now Chad green is getting thrown in these high leverage situations because Chapman is gassed. Green had Tommy John like a...
0: Oh, that was before. I think he I don't know. Oh no, Chad Green white, did... White Yankees relievers. I oh. don't
1: Hey, Chad Green was nicest. Chad Green was the pioneer of the uh, elevated fastball movement, little known fact. Okay. I'm not joking. Okay. Um, yeah, Tom, Chad Green did get Tommy John this year. But point being, when you really sit on, like, a high-leverage arm as, like, your go-to guy all season long, and then all of a sudden he's kind of fucked for the playoffs, that is a problem.
0: Hard hitting analysis here. And like Edwin Diaz has been great, and the Mets have done a really good job of not overthrowing him. Like they have the Mets are first with 13 shutouts this season, and they usually do that. Yeah, yesterday was their 13th little known fact. Wow. Um, which is, I mean, so fucking impressive considering the fact that they have no 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 degram and most it's it's been wild, honestly. Um, but like, I I have confidence that the Mets staff will be able to not blow out Edwin's arm during the regular season. My more concern is that Ottavino well, has been good in high leverage situations, but Seth Lugo has not. And I still have faith that Seth Lugo is a, a capable reliever, but more so the fact that once you get into the playoffs, you can't just have one high leverage arm. No. You need multiple Arms to throw at someone if you're going to play in a tight series. And at this point, Ottavino has been the go-to high leverage arm, and he's been really good this season. But you can't throw Ottavino three straight days, no.
1: Or you can't throw but him. Also, Ottavino, and having seen him first person with the Yankees last year, the wheels fall off quick on Ottavino. Yeah, like if his control is not there, he's toast. Like it's you might just just pull him asap. Like he is.
0: There's a reason. He's a
1: prototypical boomer bust reliever, honestly. Boom or bust? Bust. Hey,
0: okay. um, like th- there, there's a reason that year after year, without fail, teams that are really good are still like and like have fantastic bullpens. Are like, yeah, I think we can use another extra bullpen arm, and everyone's like, what "The hell are you talking about?" It, it can't hurt. Know. It can never yeah, hurt. It literally can never hurt.
1: That's what I was saying about the Yankees. Just a tie back there, and our Zoom's about to expire, so I have to reset this and then go into some NBA stuff here in a moment. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the Derby once we restart the Zoom real quick. Okay. But uh you look at the Yankees bullpen, thinking about with an eye towards October, Mike or Clay Holmes is the closer. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that Clay Holmes is the closer now. He's the best reliever on the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But then you can take a Michael King who's been disgusting. If you can have a world as Chapman as your like third guy in the pecking order in the bullpen, you can throw him like the bottom of the lineup in the seventh inning, let's say, Mm -hmm. assuming that Chapman like gets back into some sort of form. You've got three elite arms out of the pen, and King in particular can give you two, if not three innings, if you really need him in the playoffs. Like, and you still want to add to that? You'd yeah. still love to add a fourth, like a fourth real high leverage arm. I love Wandy Peralta as much as the next guy, but like throwing Wandy Peralta late in a playoff game is not my favorite setup. Wandy, he threw I, last
0: night, and it wasn't great.
1: No, it wasn't. <laughs> dude, there was a game. I was. It was the Yankees Braves game last year in Florida. I was literally watching with Connor, and it was Wandy versus Freddie, like second and third two outs. Yankees up by one like, in dude, the that nine. That sounds like a that sounds just like a cartoon. Wandy and Freddie. Wandy and Freddie, and Wandy kept throwing his fucking changeups. <laughs> just watching Wandy Peralza throw like seven straight changeups to Freddie Freeman, and then finally strike him out on the eighth straight changeup was entertaining to say the least
0: entertaining or just like wildly nerve wracking yes okay um in conclusion for the mets i still think a dh bat is probably the bigger priority give me a couple names we
1: got we got two minutes before we got reset the zoom give me a
0: name trey has been the big name from baltimore like that is that has been trey way you know um mancini trey edwards where, where are you going? I was, was trying. I was trying to think of anyone else I knew who had a tray. Trey. Trey um, Burke. Trey Burke. Trey Burke. Uh, my my friend's a rapper. His first name is Trey. The Mets,
1: the Mets could really use a point guard like Trey Burke.
0: Yeah. No, but Mancini has been the big name they've been looking at, and like I, as good as the Orioles have been, they're probably going to try to ship them off. I've
1: and maybe this is because I follow a couple of Orioles fans on Twitter now, but like a lot of O's fans are saying they're not entirely sold on trading Mancini because I mean like. The O's are within striking distance of a wild card spot. Yeah. Like they are within range. They're right there.
0: They are. One 10 in are, a row. They're a top five team in the East.
1: They're a top five team also, in the division. Shout
0: out, shout out the Orioles, by the way.
1: The O's have been um, cooking. Yeah. The point um, being, you're not going to get a whole lot for like a mid-tier. You're not going to get a whole lot in return prospect-wise for like a mid-tier over 30 DH. Yeah.
0: I he mean, not. speaking of over 30 DHs. Josh Bell plays first. That's been a trade target. Um, and so has Nelson Cruz. So I, those are the those are the big names that keep getting floated around because, I mean, Mark Vientos is in AAA as 16 homers. Alvarez has 18 homers. Like, they're both good. I don't know that they're going to get the call up. Like, they, Billy Epler has been very hesitant when they've asked. Um, they're like They're like, I don't know if we're going to do this right now. A couple things we're just going to run through. I mean, Orioles and Mariners have both been cooking. The Orioles kind of didn't, didn't expect them to be as bad as last year, but did not expect to be this good. The Mariners really were shit in the bed to start and have picked things up. Wow. Almost like calling up your top prospect who is a surefire star is a good well, I mean, group. no one's ever a surefire star,
1: but Julio Rodriguez did appear to be pretty good. Yes, he's, uh,
0: he's quite good. Apparently um, they're both cooking right now. Uh, I want to talk about this Royals thing real quick. They are down 40% of their roster. 10 total players cannot make it uh, into Toronto legally because they are unvaccinated. Um, I think it was, it, it wasn't, I, was it Bobby Witt who had that banger of a quote um, where I don't remember who exactly it was someone on the Rays, literally said or on the Royal, sorry, um, literally said, you know, it's my body, my choice. I don't want to put anything into my body that I, that I don't know about. No, the classic dumb shit that yeah. people who don't get vaccinated say. Um, and then, and then he doubled down and he was like, well, look, you know, if we made it to the playoffs or had high leverage games to help my team, I would consider it. Like, all right. So you're telling me that like, you know, if you're uh, if the stakes are just a little high enough, you know, not like just for public safety and the health of everyone around you, but if the stakes were high enough on the baseball field, you get vaccinated. Like, bro, why would you? First I mean, of all, I, why I would guess you I, think I, res- that?
1: I respect the honesty. I guess <laughs> yeah, at a why would you point. say
0: that?
1: It's the sheer balls to just be like, yes, this, this is what's going on. I'm like, all right, like, yeah, bro,
0: I don't give a shit. But if we make the playoffs, however,
1: uh, well, what well, that does kind of create some waves that like outside the Royals has Ben intended. has been a guy that's been linked to a lot of contenders this year Uh-huh. for the Yankees in particular. Are you really going to go out and acquire a guy who might not be able to play like an important three game series no late in the season in Toronto? Well, not a I,
0: chance. I'd be more concerned about what, what happens if the cards just fall the way and you guys are playing Toronto in the playoffs. Exactly. Like, like
1: That's where I was getting to that point. Like, like outside of a late regular season series, Toronto's kind of been sliding lately, but, like, if they turn it around, they're still, I believe, still in wildcard position.
0: They are, I think, a game and a half out of the second wildcard spot.
1: Well, there's three now. Okay.
0: They're a game and a half, a game out, and of half out of, of the third. third. I thought
1: you were saying, like, they're out of the second spot. Like, they could still be third.
0: No, no, no. I think, I think they're a game and Wait, a half. Which, let part. me go
1: on the record and say I hate, but that's a different conversation. Fair. It was Whit Merrifield, by the way, who's had that banger of a quote. He goes to a lot of Wake Forest basketball games. Fun fact.
0: Oh, does it? Also, yeah. also, just gonna say, who could have ever thought that the unvaccinated players on the Royals and had these first names? Let me let me read these out: <laughs> Wit, Kyle, uh, Hunter, Brad, yes. Brady, Dylan, and Cam. Who and Andrew. A, and Andrew. Who would have thought? <laughs> what. <laughs> I for one am baffled that someone named Hunter is not vaccinated. I I'm was so, so shocked. But I but I digress. Uh, yeah, Let's we'll, we'll talk a little. Let's we'll talk a little home run derby value. Here. <laughs> quick shout out to the Royals. I will say they won last night. Oh, they, they were fucked down. You roy, right
1: by that didn't they?
0: Yeah, that really <laughs> fucked up my parlays. But honestly, they were they were plus three fifty to win at time of first pitch. They had like half of their team literally making. Yeah, They're literally debut. like a
1: triple-A team.
0: Yeah, Nate Eaton, in his debut, first career hit, home run to put him up 3-1. Honestly, Yack. I don't even care about my parlay fucking getting blown up because literally everyone's in. They, I think the Blue Jays got 87% of the money line bets yesterday and like 83% of the spread. Like, I'm, I'm not alone, at least. But like, that's, that's wild. Um, let, let's talk some Derby now. Yes, and now
1: I just want to say, I don't, I'm going to send you this one article I found, because I don't know where you got these home run derby odds, but just to make sure we're on the same page here. Um,
0: oh, did I, did I just, did you see completely different odds? Well, so I saw Pujols at plus
1: 600, which seemed remarkably low to me. So I just like went and checked, like, just like looked it up, see if they changed. Uh huh. Let's just go off the same article. I'm seeing Pujols at plus 2000.
0: Yeah, that makes more sense. Matt yeah, yeah. You know.
1: Well, that like everything else seemed like more or less all right, but I was like plus 600 for a 40 year old clearly washed up Albert Pujols seems yeah, like, like only, only
0: in there for like a, like a, like a charity case type. Thing. Yeah,
1: literally. Yes. So if we, I know if we want to go just bottom up here and talk about where we see some value, would it be fucking awesome if Albert Pujols came out and was even like competitive in the home run derby? <laughs> yeah. It'd be, yeah sick. It'd, be, it'd be sick. But he's going to have to go up against Alonzo in the first round and I, I, I don't think Albert Pujols is getting How, anything. Done.
0: However, he will probably not be.
1: I don't think Pujols is going to get a whole lot down in the Derby this year. As much fun as it'll be to see him like get some cuts in and like have his moment in the sun, I will personally not be putting any money on Albert Pujols to win the Derby.
0: Let, let me ask you: off the Chrome Dome, on over under five and a half home runs for Pujols?
1: Over, over.
0: He'll hit like eight. I bet
1: I and Pete might go for like fifteen.
0: Okay, fair. So, so the, the breakdown is: Alonso is actually not even the number one seed. Kyle oh, Schwarber, is he not? No, Kyle oh, because the they do by the
1: right. So, I mean, it doesn't um, doesn't matter who.
0: So, it, but is it. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll go by like where they are on the bracket. I'll try to do it off the top of my head. So, top left, it's number one seed, Kyle Schwarber against Pujols, who's the eighth seed. Um, then I believe the three seed, I want to say. Is Jose Ramirez? I've got the i got the bracket right here. Okay, and it ends Juan Soto down there, right? So all right,
1: Schwar you want to just go, no, just go over the bracket. Yeah, 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 hit it, hit it. All right. Number one, Kyle Schwarber going up against number eight, Albert Pujols.
0: Schwar- I Schwarber's gonna win that.
1: Schwarber's plus 350 right now. I kind
0: of like I like that plus 350. I have I have two
1: guys I'm looking at here. Well, so why we'll get to them. So yeah. then the four or five matchup, this is a good one. Juan Soto is the four seed. Jose Ramirez is the five. Mm-hmm. I think Juan Soto is, is the value bet is the value guy here. Yeah. Think, I'm seeing Soto at plus 500 right now. Yeah. Juan Soto can hit more home runs than anyone. If he so chose.
0: Yeah. He does not just pitch so pitches
1: ha- to hit because there's no one in the Nationals lineup to protect him. But like, yeah,
0: it just so happens that the only other uh, dangerous hitters in that lineup are <laughs> Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz.
1: Exactly. So Want Soto at plus 500 for a guy who has as much power as anybody in the league, I
0: really like. I love it. The only problem being, you know who else has as much power as anyone else in the league? Jose Ramirez.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Who's plus 1,200? I'm just saying there's a reason
1: Jose Ramirez is plus 1,200 and yeah. Soto is only plus 500.
0: Yeah. Vegas knows, man. Vegas does know.
1: So I'm taking, I'm taking Soto over Ramirez. I'm taking Schwarber over Pujols. Are you, are you in agreement yes, there?
0: Yes, I am in agreement there.
1: Then the 3-6 matchup, Corey Seager, number three, against Julio Rodriguez, number six. I would love give to. Give me Julio, bro. I don't know. I feel like it's the type of thing where, like, maybe he wins a round, mm-hmm. but comes out too hot and gasses himself out. It's like the young kid getting the home yeah, run yeah, derby.
0: Yeah, Cla- classic young kid, just like, just fucking swagging out. He's got to come out with a backwards hat, like he has Obviously. to do it. Place for Seattle, you got to do it. Like, um,
1: sure, I'll take I'll take J Rod. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, and then Polar Pete, the two seed, going up against the Cunha, I and mean, that's a nice little that's a nice little like bad blood matchup right there.
0: Yeah, I- that honestly scares me. That that is a very rough draw because like, if if you're looking at pure power hitters here, like Cunha's right there. Yeah, I would rather – I'd rather, like, be hitting against, like, a Corey Seager than Acuna. And, like, Vegas agrees. Like, we're looking at odds right now. Acuna's at plus 500, same as Soto, and Seager's plus 1,200. I don't think Acuna should be that high, which scares me even more. You know? I feel like plus 500 is fair. I just, I, I just don't think I... – But we're a lot more confident in a Juan Soto who has the same odds is what I'm saying. Yeah, fair.
1: But, sorry, are you taking, are you taking Acuna over Pete in the first round? No,
0: no but it's gonna it's not gonna be smooth sailing first round like that I'm, I'm nervous and okay. like Pete is the thing is Pete is absurd at Dodger Stadium and I know it's a home run derby it's different yeah I mean bro he I don't know it's it's Wrigley it's something about it it's Wrigley and it's Dodger Stadium like he just fucking tanks balls there like
1: all right, so you've got you got Pete taking it. I would love to say that Pete Alonso isn't gonna win the first round, but I, I can't. Yeah. All right, so second round, we got Schwarber versus Soto. I got a guy and I'm obligated to take Juan Soto.
0: And you you bet him. I I'm putting if I'm if I'm betting on this, which I most certainly will, um, I'm probably putting a unit on Soto, and then I'm going like half units on Schwarber and on Jose Ramirez honestly and like not that that makes much sense I, I think that schwarber like schwarber should be the favorite honestly even considering pete but like he's won back-to-back years like it's probably going to be a bit of a letdown this year honestly like you'd schwarber think so is-
1: but i mean what what's what's his uh who's what's the guy's name that throws to him
0: oh i don't remember but he's he's coming back yeah exactly that's what he's i'm saying back. So he, like, like
1: he's keeping the band together yeah all right so we got soto taking over going over schwarber to go to the uh-huh. chip yeah uh, do we both take J Rod over Corey Seager? Yes. Does Julio Rodriguez beat Pete Alonso in the second no. round? No. no. I
0: think I All think right. Pete. I think Pete either loses in the first round to Acuna, or he loses in the championship. I, obviously, right, so he it, could also win it, but you know, could also win the whole damn thing. So in the chip, we got Polar Pete,
1: Juan Soto, a little NL East mm-hmm. beef. I got to go Soto. I
0: don't think Pete gets it done three straight years. Here's my. Here's tinfoil hat right here.
1: Okay, I'm in, I'm listening.
0: Peter Alonso goes, "Yo Juan Soto, you're quite good at hitting at City Field. Why don't I let you win this and then you come play for the Mets? And then Juan Soto becomes a Met." Huh? Any objections? Yes, quite a few. <laughs> yes. I have a number of objections, actually, sir. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, is Trey Turner said he loves playing at City Field. Juan Soto. Yeah, Trey Turner also at- said he loves the Yankees. Yeah, but he's lying. So, right,
1: right, right. Anyway, right, let's uh, uh <laughs>
0: let's let's switch gears here. Oh man,
1: the New York Knicks are going to win the NBA finals this All year. Right. Here's why. All right, okay, no. Uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell has been linked to the Knicks ever since king of the city, like Leon Maine, took over as the <laughs> CAA god. You knew that was
0: coming. I
1: you like that one yeah that was good
0: that was really good
1: <laughs> I don't know if I believe that Donovan's coming to the Knicks or not I mean the fact that the fact that Shams tweeted out what two days ago now that there was like
0: preliminary talks and literally as soon as that came out they were like Knicks are the front runner
1: yes and it always obviously like there was always that connection which and it makes it makes a lot of sense this is not the most like far-fetched Knicks conspiracy theory that I've seen in my lifetime it's quite the opposite actually it's not even a conspiracy theory I mean no I mean it's very what, what it comes down to for me and a lot of Knicks fans and thank god that this seems to be like the consensus opinion amongst NBA writers is that including RJ in a trade for Donovan Mitchell makes no sense
0: I've only seen one Knicks writer who has objected to that and that was Mike Vaccaro really and to be and, I must uh, have he, missed that one to be fair I'll, I'll fully admit he had an interview. He was talking about it. I didn't watch the clip and the, the the tweet just said Mike Vaccaro is not so sure about that, about not including RJ. So like,
1: well, but including RJ just turns it into the, the Melo trade more or less. I mean, we were, we were having this conversation just like texting about it. And it's really difficult to like compare mm-hmm. mellows last year in Denver to Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Like, relatively speaking compared to their peers i think Melo might have been better his last year in denver than donovan mitchell is now that's it's an impossible comparison to make Mm -hmm. and like again it's just kind of like me putting shit together and saying things trading the farm for donovan mitchell is a minor upgrade like donovan mitchell obviously becomes the next best player without a doubt like he is minor upgrade Donovan Mitchell with like a good subpar roster around him, how much better does that make this Knicks team? If you think, if you I take the next floor so hard, as but somewhere but in between the four I seed last you year, you just said
0: trading for Donovan Mitchell's a minor upgrade. I, with I,
1: including all of our capable starters, that I don't so, think that really moves the needle all that much. Very clickbaity of you, Ben.
0: Very clickbaity.
1: The point I'm trying to make here is take RJ's got to stay because mm-hmm. then you get to run out Jul- Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, RJ Barrett. I would love if Julius Randle got shipped to Utah, but I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. (laughs) A starting five of Brunson, Mitchell, RJ, Julius, and Mitch, I think should be a top six seed in the East. True or false? Should be. Should be a top six seed. Like comfortably out of the play-in tournament, I would hope.
0: All I'm going to say, if this trade happens, the SB Nation – Uh, like the secret base collapse series they do of how Donovan Mitchell started beefing with Tom Thibodeau and everything fell apart for the Knicks again. That shit is going to slap so hard. Like it's going to be so good. Yeah.
1: And let's be perfectly honest here. The Knicks can make like a perfect trade for Donovan and like not include any, like not include Grimes somehow, not include IQ. And we're still not going to get fucking anywhere. But so the way I, the way I see things right now, Here's what has to go back to Utah. Like at the bare minimum, I really think Fournier's got to go in terms of salary matching. He's, he doesn't have to though. Doesn't have to. He's he makes the most sense from a salary perspective,
0: but there's no reason that they'll want him.
1: Like that's the thing. Well, you got like you got to make the books work.
0: Yeah, but they like they had a trade. They had a trade yesterday already made, and Fournier was not included. Yeah, and it was a terrible trade. Yeah, but the the one you're talking about that you sent me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that. Fournier is not a must for the trade to go through. He is not a must, but I'm talking about the way I what I think what makes the most sense. What you want? Yeah, sure. Well, you, no, I, we,
1: let me you, let me make my point. Let me make. You my would point like to here. just trade Fournier and Randall? For- I would trade Fournier for a fucking <laughs> honey bun. Like you can get the hell out of here.
0: All right, straight up, a dozen egg everything bagels or Evan Fournier,
1: a dozen bagels. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Evan Fournier. A
0: dozen.
1: I hope everyone in Utah googles him when he gets there.
0: Oh, a dozen frozen Shoprite bagels for having Fournier. Fournier. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. Here's what I believe the four. I like. Fra- we're talking framework here. Uh-huh. Fournier, I do believe, makes the most sense from a salary perspective. You could swap Julius Randall for Fournier, but that makes it then we're going to have to have something coming, something more coming back from Utah, which then means we're probably going to have to include another pick or another young player or something, which I would like to avoid if at all possible. Mm-hmm. So 48, I think we're going to have to include, I think the minimum is going to be four plus firsts. I don't, I'm not even going to pretend to like know which of the, the various protected firsts are more or less valuable to Utah. I think it's just going to have to be at least four first round picks slash swaps, whatever. However that works out, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at least two of and hopefully not more than two of Quentin Grimes, who has been like the name that consistently gets tagged in all these
0: rumors. I mean, let's IQ. be real. Let's be real. The number one target for any team that's making a trade with the Knicks is IQ. Like, well, doubt. it's RJ,
1: but we're not trading RJ. Well, I, realistically, you sent me a trade that included RJ. So did I? Or no, someone who's Connor sent me a trade that included no, RJ. I didn't, I, like, I really,
0: I really think if it comes down to the 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 roadblock being Utah's, like we're absolutely not doing this trade if we don't get RJ. Then the, the next up walk up. away. The I, next, I, Delft, I, yeah. I really do think they don't like they don't do it.
1: RJ Barrett was an all star the second half of last season. Like yeah. you, you don't trade RJ. There's no trading RJ. Kills the point of acquiring Donovan Mitchell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Evan Fournier, four plus first, two of Grimes, IQ, Cam Reddish, and Sloppy Toppin. Realistically, it's probably Grimes and IQ. If I had to guess, are the two that certainly go. And it hurts. It definitely oh, hurts. I would so love the, to keep
0: or go on. So, so so the trade, the trade for yesterday, um, do you have it included in here? I um, texted about it. I don't know. Somewhere. So, so the trade that came out. From- I got it. I got it right here. TJ Jones yesterday, who's right yeah. for the athletic, like very credible source and everything. Yes, Apparently it was close and like about to happen. Um, but then last second, Nick said, no, um, it's six first round picks, Grimes, IQ, OB and McBride. I um, don't do that trade. Just saying that would leave you with the bench of Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, Hartenstein,
1: and Loki, I like that He's signing.
0: He's fire. But then Jericho Sims is your fourth piece off the bench. You have nine players on your roster after that. Yes. And your starting five puts you over the in the luxury tax. I'm not worried and, about the luxury
1: tax. Sure. I'm really not worried about
0: but I'm sure. But I'm just saying, but if you want to at that point you need mobility, and then you'd have a trade exception if you want, or no, the, the jazz would get the trade exception, and you have to play with the mid-level or whatever the hell you'd have available to try to just out your roster maybe bring back Carmelo Anthony. I regardless of what
1: happens with Donovan, I would love Mello to play one more year with the Knicks. Vet minimum shooter off the bench, let him have his like he'll drop like a 40 piece at some point just because uh-huh. against that'd like, be
0: fire. That'd be It'd sick. be so sick. Point being from my perspective as not a Knicks fan multiple things here can be true. Donovan Mitchell is that's excellent. no absolutely not okay. Donovan Mitchell is a Very good at basketball. Yes. Probably a top 10 guard in the
1: league. Certainly a top 10 guard in the league. I mean, we're talking about like a guy who's probably a top 15, top 12 player in the league. I digress. Name me nine guards better than Donovan
0: Mitchell. I'm not going to do that in the middle of our podcast. Exactly. Because you can't. B, Donovan Mitchell's on a very fair contract of what he should be making year after year, considering how good he is. And he's 25 years old and wants to be in New York. That's great. C, Donovan Mitchell is very much not a 1A player when you're talking about the best players in the league. Like, As in like a true number one option? No, he is, he is a true number one option. Okay. But I'm talking about a player that you trade for and you immediately become a title contender. He's not, he's not a KD. He's not a Jokic. He's not a LeBron. He's not a Kawhi. He's not a Steph. Is Kawhi on that list right now? When Kawhi is healthy, he's absolutely on that list. What does Kawhi? What does a healthy Kawhi Leonard look like? A healthy Kawhi Leonard is a top ten player in the league easily.
1: I just don't remember what a healthy Kawhi looks like. I'm being that's, facetious, but I. That's fair. Take put Kawhi and like uh, make him like opaque on that list. Like you can kind of like fair. see through the name. Fair, I'm just
0: fair. I'm I'm he's he's semantics. got the he's got the he's got the like the the see through layer on Photoshop. Like, exactly. So like again, both can be true that Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic player probably top 15 in the league definitely top 20 but that he is also not good defensively and considering the level he's at which again is I can't stress enough is very good trading for Donovan Mitchell in a system that you already don't have made that is fantastic defensively considering you just signed Jalen Brunson seems kind of it's not lateral you're definitely getting significantly better but like, is it enough to put you over the hump? And at that point, you have to ask for what you're giving up. Is it worth it? Well, what I think doesn't get
1: or not, that doesn't get brought up. But all right, let's say we don't entirely empty the cupboard for Mitchell. Like we actually are left with some tradable assets. Like what? You know, two of Grimes IQ. Let's say we keep let's say we keep IQ and Reddish. Mm-hmm. Like let's say it's Grimes, Obi, like five firsts, whatever. Reddish has zero trade value right now. I hate to break it to you, but okay. So let's say we keep Cam Reddish. And I like Cam Reddish, like I think sure, he's like, I do
0: too. But I like yeah, Cam Reddish. But in, like theory, wing. but in theory, you like him a lot more than he actually has shown you recently. Is the problem? Sure, that's because Tom Thibodeau doesn't fucking play him. But well, that, you know, that, that that's him. another issue.
1: Assuming that this is not like the complete wipe the covered bear and it's like everyone not named RJ for Donovan Mitchell, which look, it very well might end up being that
0: mm-hmm.
1: a starting five of Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, RJ Barrett, Julius Randall and Mitchell Robinson, like I said, is realistically a top six team in the East with a decent, if not particularly deep bench D Rose, the bench point guard, love it ever fucking assuming we with can your 12 keep- bagels. What? Your 12 bagels? You were about to say Evan Fournier. That's why I said I was about bagels. to say Evan Fournier, yeah. yeah. But what that does is, again, assuming we, the Knicks keep some sort of assets around, having Donovan Mitchell on the team makes you a more attractive destination for a free agent, let's say, for another trade further down the line. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happened? The NBA changes real quick, mm-hmm. as we've seen this offseason. You add another, like, legit... Top 15 player to a team that includes Donovan Mitchell, even if it means we had to give up a Jalen Brunson. All of a sudden, that's a contending team. I don't know who that player is, but the point I'm trying to make here is bringing in Mitchell doesn't completely hamstring the Knicks to further improve the roster.
0: Fair. It is hard as hell, but you know, I, I think as hell, it- but like you can. The you know the salary cap doesn't exist
1: as we it's not just the NFL,
0: it, it exists more than the NFL. It exists more than sure. the NFL.
1: Sure, but there's uh, there's a million ways that you can you know do your do backflips or and avoid mm-hmm. bumping into the salary cap. I mean, do you disagree that that starting
0: five is like a should be a non in team? It should be, yeah. That again, but the problem becomes like I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that. Mitch is injury prone, but he has gotten hurt quite a few times in his he career. There are also two very capable rim protectors behind him in the lineup. Yes. Um, Isaiah was, he literally had the best yeah. defensive field goal percentage at the rim last season. Ernest, Hardenstein's nice. Hartenstein's nice. Uh, Jericho Sims is a basically turnstile, but
1: last Incorrect. Just wildly incorrect. Numbers. Look up his numbers. Defensive um, numbers are a joke.
0: Okay. I, what, what did you not just throw a defensive number at me
1: even though the numbers are too noisy unless we're talking about Still, Isaiah just,
0: don't, just don't get lost
1: don't get lost in okay the, in regardless the, of what you think the, of jericho Sims, okay, okay. he's our third center
0: and his okay, name okay. is not taj gibson which is fantastic okay. fair enough regardless like yes it's it, i don't think it's not a waste of resources like again donovan mitchell is very good but like you ultimately have to look at what position you, this would leave you in because I, I think I, I, in my cop out answer would be I'd have to see what the trade. I know I'd have to see. Oh, well, yeah, the trade you got to see what the trade turns out to. because, because if you end up sending all your first round picks, essentially, because the, the biggest draw for the Knicks right now is Obi's Obi is a good prospect. Obi I, is,
1: I, yes, uh, Obi I, is nice.
0: IQ is easily the shiniest piece, and you have that's not named RJ. I, I'm
1: well, you keep, so- keep saying IQ is the shiniest piece. Quentin Grimes is the name I've been seeing significantly more than Emmanuel Quickly.
0: I I think, I think people value IQ. Well, I'm just telling you what
1: I've been seeing. Like this is not even me telling you like Grimes is better than IQ. I'm just saying All Grimes I'm is saying-
0: the name consistently linked from Utah. All I'm saying, if IQ gets traded somewhere that he's allowed to be a lead guard or initiator. I'm drafting his ass in fantasy. Like he is going to shine. If I played fantasy basketball, I would too. Like I'm saying, if the trade ends up being six first round picks, Grimes, IQ, OB and McBride, even if you're able to fill out your roster somehow for this year, like, I don't know how to tell you I would
1: make that trade low key, but
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know how to tell you that you're not making the Eastern conference finals and you're probably not making the semis, honestly, because you should be a top six team, but like Boston got better. Milwaukee is still that team. Toronto is still fucking good. Like, I have no clue where
1: Kevin Durant's going to end
0: up. We don't know where Kevin Durant is going to end up. Philly is still fucking nice. Like, Philly's also still
1: going to lose in the second round, but
0: Atlanta got significantly better. What ha-
1: What happens if it's a Knicks Sixers second round matchup? Who loses? Oh, both. assuming Donovan, we, all,
0: we all lose. <laughs> if we're being honest, we all lose. Um, someone loses their head, either. You Yeah, either you or Matt Fleischer jump off the building, or maybe both, honestly. I don't know. I mean, honestly,
1: the Knicks have hurt me so much. Like that it would be fine.
0: Yeah, at least like they haven't given you as much reason to root. Like, it's just been straight pain for Sixers fan because you have the expectation, and like theoretically, you they should have at least made a final So this point. Yes. But I digress. Um, again, the, that that team would be dirty, but like. Mm. You know,
1: the one the one last thing I want to say on Donovan and Mitchell, and then we got a few other things to hit here before 1230. When Donovan Mitchell is truly on one, which we've seen him do before, he can take you to a conference finals. Yeah, he, that is that is the type of when again, when he is fully engaged and mm-hmm. as the kids say on one, he can carry you to a finals. Mm-hmm. And this theoretically would be a pretty solid roster around him. I think, you know, you look at like the best teams he had in in Utah. Assuming R.J. continues. So, like, starting five, theoretically, of Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitch Robinson. I think that is probably better than the best roster he had in Utah. I'm taking Jalen Brunson over an old Mike Conley. I'm taking R.J. over Boyan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See the three? Yeah, yeah, he's Boyan. Bogdan's on. uh... Bogdan, yes.
1: I'm taking R.J., year four R.J. over Boyan. I'm taking Julius as much as I fucking hate Julius Randall. I'm taking Julius Randall over a 37-year-old Rudy Gay. No, Royce O'Neill. Come
0: on, put some respect Sorry,
1: sorry. I'm taking Julius over Royce <laughs> O'Neal. I mean, sure, you might, you probably take Rudy Gobert over Mitch, but Rudy Gobert also is a buff, so.
0: But the problem, the problem is that there's a reason in basketball. You can't just compare who's better at what position and that team is better because you look at, well, I'm, but I'm just saying
1: on paper today, I'm taking that five over the best five in Utah.
0: But you also have to look at why Utah has been a top three team in the regular season every single season, basically, they've been there and have at least made the second round the majority of the seasons. I'm saying just because the structure you have there works more. You have the shooters around you that Jonathan Mitchell can just create and kick out. You have the space that Rudy Gobert can do whatever the fuck Rudy Gobert does. And Royce O'Neal is a good defender. The problem is that Utah didn't have those primary point defenders because Donovan Mitchell is not a very good defender. And like uh, R.J. Barrett is certainly a capable defender. Uh, Jalen Brunson tries, but he's short and not a good defender. And I don't know how to tell you this, but Julius Randle... I, well, Julius, I, the
1: question is always how engaged is he? When he's engaged... I look,
0: Julius Randall allows people to get You really primed. got me out here defending Julius Randle. God damn it. Julius, Julius, DeFandle, Ju- Julius, Julius DeFandle. DeFandle. Julius DeFandle. <laughs> Julius DeFandle. Julius wow. Randle allows people to get by him more than, like, the 14th Street turnstile. Like... like sure. The amount of fair evasion that happens there, like, oh makes Julius Randle looks like fucking Prime Rashid Wallace. Like... R- what do you what just saying i don't even know
1: rasheed boss was nice to tell defensively what i know you that's what i'm
0: saying that's what i'm saying he makes julius randall comparatively, comparatively look like i have absolutely no idea what right. you. Well, well, <laughs> you
1: have completely lost me here i lost real quick we got Final nine point. minutes here deandre Aiden gets the bag yeah four years 133 because indy gate then he signed him to the max offer sheet and phoenix decided to max i'm not sold on deandre Aiden. i've don't have the numbers right yeah. here in front of me. I was reading an article. It's like eighty something percent of his baskets are assisted. He has more more turnovers than assists. Like he, I would not give a player like DeAndre Ayton one hundred thirty three million dollars.
0: You're right. Next game, well, Mitchell
1: cool. Robinson four it's four years for sixty. Is Mitchell Robinson better than DeAndre Ayton? No. Do <laughs> I like that contract a hell of a lot better? God, yes. God. I'm not like I mean, am. I am I. You are, I off you are a
0: disgrace. That? You are a disgrace for even putting that in the same conversation. But from a value, do you want to give? Do you want sure. to pay DeAndre in
1: 133 million? But the reason,
0: Ben, the reason it's a value contract is because DeAndre Ayton is significantly better than Mitchell Robinson. But you, do you do you do you like
1: do you like the contract?
0: Yeah, I like. I guess I like the contract for someone who can't score outside of the restricted area and is still raw, considering he's been in the league for four years. Like, sure, but like. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just much, saying I'm not as much as a Mitch Truther as you are. Um, it's not. I could take Mitch out of it. I'm just saying I'm not paying. I'm not paying sure. a center who can't create. top-down. Sure, dollar. sure. Hey. He can shoot some and has a bit of a shot. What? What else? Eighty percent of his buckets are assisted. Hey, what I'll say? Okay, well, you're also playing with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like, okay, what you else? Got say, something. What I'll say on eight? I agree with you. I wouldn't have given him that much. However, if you're the Suns. Probably should have just signed him to that to the deal before. Yeah, if you're gonna match him anyways, you might as well just sign him. If you're the Suns, you can't not match DeAndre. You just drafted him number one overall. If you let him go and there's really nothing there, and like you don't know if you're getting KD or if you're willing to just say well, now you're not getting
1: KD unless they fucking pull some Jedi mind trick. It's
0: possible. Um, well because they can't trade aiden now, and Aiden would have had to have left until January, I believe. I think it's a full calendar year. Okay, maybe. Anyway. Like if you're, it's, it was that kind of anticlimactic that like literally signed the, the offer sheet and then the sun's immediately matched, like, but, yeah, okay. But the whole indi- the indication the entire time was that Phoenix was going to sign the offer sheet. Yes. You can't, you sign them and then you figure it out later. Like you can't not sign them. Yes. Um, all right. Bowers I will bombs. say, I will we'll say fucking, we got six minutes here. Rudy Gobert fucking ruined the trade. Yeah. The trade No, well, fuck no, Minnesota. Fuck the, yeah. Fuck Minnesota. Cause like, yeah. Now, like, what are you doing for Donovan Mitchell and what the hell are you doing for KD? Like it literally and, like that, that sucks on guys see? that I'm taking over Rudy Gobert in a, not even like in a yeah. tenth of a heartbeat. Like, yeah. And like, they got fucking five first round picks. I will say low key biggest loser from all this is Colin Sexton because no one wants to Colin Sexton should be getting the bag. He's nice, but no what? Everyone's just waiting to see what happens. Exactly. And he's still a fucking free agent. it sucks.
1: All right. Bowers bombs yep. with the quickness. Uh-huh. US US Open predictions. Uh, I'll start here. I'll tell you it's not gonna be Novak Djokovic. You are you're more <laughs> a tennis guy than I am. Who you got?
0: Ben, US Open is happening in golf right now. I think he was talking about golf. No, he was talking about tennis. Talking about tennis? I think so, isn't that, it? It's like August, doesn't it? Dude, they're literally playing the US Open in golf right now. I seriously doubt. All right. Dude, well, I got nothing to still, say about golf. US we're still Open like, tennis. Who do you like outside Novak Djokovic? How do I, who do I, well, he's not going to play in the U S open. He's not going really, to really. he's not gonna be allowed to play that. Oh, is that what you were getting at? Okay. Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't, I, I don't know who I'm who the favorite to win. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, and, go with uh, Andy Roddick. I'm thinking, I'm going to go with Alcaraz. The, he's like a 20 year old Spaniard. who's just disgusting.
1: He's All right. I'm rocking with him. Uh, Elliot <laughs> asked who we like on Hard Knocks. It's going to be the Lions. Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks is going to be electric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thoughts on the American Cornhole Association Pro-Ams? All I know is that Danny Dimes is in there, so I'm, I'm a Cornhole fan now.
0: All, all I'm saying is good on Danny Dimes. Always good at diversify uh, your income sources. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, more wins this year. The Falcons or the Panthers? I'm taking the Panthers.
0: I, In theory, I'd love to take the Panthers, but I'm going to go with Atlanta just to – wreak havoc honestly they, they'll they'll like look themselves i'm thinking they'll look themselves into five wins or something and Carolina, i think just, the
1: panthers finish with under five wins
0: dude, i just age i don't think so but just agent of chaos and me is just yeah, like all right fun. like yeah christian mccaffrey gets hurt by like week three again stratton ends up drafting him in our fantasy league like, obviously yeah also free money
1: for you guys week one panthers or browns at panthers take
0: the panthers to win and the under free money parlay them. i'm taking panthers to win and baker mayfield over one interception
1: yes well that's what i'm saying the under
0: yeah who knows if he's gonna play um right, uh, more wins chargers or Bengals? i'm taking bangles I'm, I'm going chargers 100 <laughs> Bengals, <laughs> Bengals. Bengals. Bengals are gonna be the textbook regression this year they will but i think they're still gonna be good fair all right uh live the chargers versus, though? Let be Chargers yeah, nice like they were nice. the Bengals.
1: All, right. all right live all right. versus pga i don't give a shit thank you I'm
0: going, with, I'm going with the pga i'm not a not a not a big fan of the the Saudi government, so. All right, Giants
1: over <laughs> under six and a half wins. I'm taking the over. The Giants low key will be mediocre this year. Fuck the Giants, I'm taking the under. All right, better statistical year. This is a dumb one. Tua or Derek Carr?
0: Yeah, Derek, Derek Carr, Carr easily. Uh, any shot I, of Jalen
1: Hurts his fancy? We're we're running here. We got, I, I, we're,
0: I love I love Tua's commitment to the bit of just saying that the Dolphins are the same team as the Chiefs. Like yes, Huston. I respect right. it. Uh, any shot Jalen Hurts finishes his fancy QB one? As much as I would love it. Uh, no, precisely I if, zero. I think if you're asking like a first round value, yes, but QB1, no.
1: Oh, he'll be, I think he'll finish here as like a top yeah, seven. top yeah, eight. Yeah, he'll be like a... four or something last year.
0: Yeah. I think he'll, he'll, he'll like easily be like a top, top six QB. in face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And uh, at least winner, be brave, Matias,
0: brave in all caps. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know who put this question. It's in Bauer's Bomb. Oh, okay. Well, question? it's still going to be the Mets they have an easier strength of schedule they're getting back the best pitcher in baseball and etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: all right uh random not bowers bombs this is from josh if deshaun watson gets eight games do the browns make the playoffs i think yes
0: uh off the top of the, i think the zone, roster yes. is
1: good enough for them to survive <laughs> to like four and four five and three
0: percent <laughs> <laughs> i
1: mean, look they made a playoff they made the playoffs with fucking baker i think jacoby Brissett can like just yeah. guide I'll the shit i'll go i'll go. Yes. Uh, so I, think, I think they have a pretty easy schedule to start. It's not, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Shohei Ohtani comes for MVP. That's from Nick Arpino. Otani's on a roll right now. Judge is sliding. Yeah, Otani's probably that statistically is the MVP or odds wise is the MVP favorite right now.
0: Absurd joins Nolan Ryan as just one of two pitchers to have four consecutive 10 plus strikeout games. All, all, I mean, that, all that while hitting like 280 with like with pop. 15 RBIs. Like,
1: it's, what that's fuck? more RBIs than 15, but.
0: Sure, whatever. He had like twenty I, in this month alone. Like, it's, oh, I thought
1: you meant like in the, on the season. I'm like, he's got more than fifteen no, months.
0: Yeah, yeah. He had, he had tw- no. I'm talking about just June and the he stretch.
1: Had, I yeah. Exactly. I realize what you meant.
0: Disgusting. I,
1: it's just that that one tweet that always goes around, of like, you know, Mike <laughs> Mike Trout continues to be the best player in baseball. Shohei Otani hasn't done something since like you know, Ken Doyle. Yeah, yeah it's, tung-
0: it's always tungsten. Like whatever. I think, like, I
1: think it's tungsten, but oh,
0: yeah,
1: tungsten. <laughs> tungsten. Jesus Christ. Uh, and <laughs> how like, can the
0: and, and, yeah, and the Angels lose six six one to the Tigers. Or Tigers, something. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, how can the Yankees bounce back? Again, we're not worried about the Yankees. And then uh, Colin Kane hopping in the mailbag. He goes, yeah. O'Neal Cruz, is that dude? Yes yeah. or no?
0: Yes. He's that dude, but isn't he also hitting, like, 240, 250? Yeah,
1: he, he just got called yeah. up. Like, he's fine. But he also it's throws just, 95 a, miles an hour. It is record. so wild to see a six foot seven shortstop.
0: I dude, I love just like there's so many plays we'll just like bobble it for a second and I just fucking, so the fucking you're like, you're laser. like all right, no shot. Most people are eating that throw. Oh, 98 miles an hour of throw got it. first. Cool, got so it. So wild. All right. That's gonna wrap things up. Uh yo, Ben, pretty good. Uh back-to-back episodes. We've done a week and a half apart. Pretty yeah, good. I, I told you it was
1: gonna be hit and hit the hit and miss.
0: All right. Well, I just uh, have a stroke. It's fine. That's gonna wrap it up. You can catch all our episodes. We go live on Twitter spaces, of course. Shout out, everyone joining right now all three or four of you uh you can catch us on anchor spotify uh and one other one uh Breaker. Breaker! Yeah, we will catch you guys in a week and a half in two weeks in three months six months who knows but... we'll be back in like I you probably next week actually we'll figure it out uh shout out glenn cowan in the meantime yeah hosty.